We are finally back. Should we keep this on? Do we like this? Shoot and I were using this. I don't know if we sure. should use it. I'll, we okay. can keep it. Yeah. Um, looks like we're both wearing it as a hat, you know? Sure. <laughs> I don't know how you wear that as a hat, Joseph. Well, like it's on our heads. Do you see what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Well, anyway. That's a um, very loose definition of a hat. <laughs> there you go, you go, I suppose. Um, good, welcome back to the Late Night Green, the world-famous Late Night Green, your favourite irreverent multi-platform outlaw network. Um, it's been too long. Last time we were here, we were uh, we were talking about Vince McMahon, who apparently retired last Friday. I don't know if you remember that. It was a thing that happened. Uh, and then there was a program called Death Before Dishonor. Was there? There was, apparently, yes, on Saturday <laughs> night. And we were going to review it last night, and I was very tired. And now, of course, review it when you're very tired. But nonetheless, J. <laughs> Shell, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good, like you said, tired. Um, but I, it was a great show. Um, I had a great experience. My mom went viral. Um, <laughs> I, I saw that happening in real time, and it popped me so much. <laughs> My mom barely likes wrestling too, which is like the funniest part about it. Like, she only comes because I'm still 17. Like, once I turn 18, yeah. she's really not going to be at the shows anymore. Um, and it was so funny that it just happened to be Garcia. Um, and my mom didn't know who it was, didn't know what was happening, because she doesn't understand kayfabe. So she's, like, yeah. texting me, like, in real time. She's like, are we in danger, J-Shell? Like, because she doesn't really know <laughs> what's happening. So apparently Red Death actually scared the fuck out of her. Um, her facial he's, expressions. Good Lord. He is very convincing in fairness, right? Like, he's, yes, yeah. he comes across like he's actually having a, a dispute there, but it was very funny. Um I saw your tweet about long-term storytelling, which was very, very, very good. Very, very good. And with that in mind, before we get into the show itself, let's talk about that kind of, uh, that piece of this. How much fun was it for you actually being part of the media, kind of directly here? You were at the post-show scrum and so on and so forth. So how was it? First of all, I took a fucking picture of Tony Khan. Um, Call me a shell if you want. I don't give a fuck. Apparently somebody said something. I didn't see anything. I really don't care enough. Um, But that is definitely like the fucking highlight of my year um even if people say oh media shouldn't get excited by stuff like that he fucking runs the second biggest wrestling company in the world dude yeah so it was insane um and he did the point thing which popped me huge i felt like i was um one of triple h's um (laughs) disciples um but the scrum overall was was really fun it was kind of like um not exactly what i expected because i expected the wrestlers to be less personable but no when you ask a question they answer you and they look you directly in your eyes so i asked um dax and cash about mental health um and they stared directly at me as they were answering and i was like oh my god dax is staring bullets into my soul and i'm like okay that was okay. the highlight of the scrum, to be fair. I, I I talked to a couple people about it, and I, it really took a second for me to, like, look back at it because I was, like, in the moment, I was, like, okay, like, I'm still processing the whole scrum. I'm still thinking of other questions for, like, Tony and, and FTR and everything like that. But, like, after I looked back at it, it was, like, oh, shit. Because everybody else is sitting there, no offense, asking kind of meaning, meaningless questions, like, yeah. How does it feel to be the best tag team in the fucking world? Who gives a fuck? I wanted to actually be serious because I pre-wrote all my other questions. Every other question I asked, I had already written. Mm-hmm. Besides that one. I didn't know FTR was going to be there. Well, I had a feeling, but I was like, if it's the Briscoes, I don't want to have questions for FTR ready and have to scramble. So I was like, fuck it. We're going to freestyle on that one. And it ended up being kind of like the landmark of my day besides like the tony khan stuff of course but it made me realize like if somebody actually put me on screen i can actually come up with the questions that will help people get the answers that they want yeah Yeah, i don't know if that makes sense but no i understand completely i mean i think what you're getting at basically is it was a pretty good confidence boost to be at one of those things and have the question that got the best answer i I completely get that um yeah so uh, what struck me was watching was like you were kind of told that um, it wouldn't be a packed media scrum. Fair to say that was the case, right? I mean, it was the, it was there was only a handful of you in there. That was pretty cool. There was like 
maybe nine people in there mm-hmm. that were like actual media and I am apparently the favorite of the whole scrum because Mandy breaking the fourth wall I guess um, is the head of the PR at AEW and yes. she called me a prodigy and wow. she personally introduced me to Tony Khan so I'm here to say I'm taking everybody's jobs so be on notice alright enough about the uh, the boring stuff can we get to the exciting part now what did he say about me Tony Tony talks about Will Washington. I, I know, but then what did he say? You know, because obviously he, you know, I don't. Are you you don't have to about when me. he like raised his eyebrows when I said the late. No, like, you know when you took the picture. Like, what did he? Did he sort of go? Oh, you know, you get Holbert in here. He's, you know, he's he's gonna be booking dynamite. What did he say about it? Because I people have always told me that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, nothing. Okay, Joe. All right, just tell me. You tell me off the air because I, I know this happened. So like, sounds good. Maybe ring. I'll take ring of honor. I mean, I think I should really. I think AEW is the job that kind of needs me, but I, I feel it. Um, anyway, yeah. Did he say anything about Bob O'Neill? That's a good question. No, but Mercedes <laughs> Martinez likes me. She let me hold her title belt. I didn't She's even very ask. Nice. How was Claudio? He's very nice too. By all Claudio accounts. loved my dad joke. He was very nice. Um, he wears a wedding ring. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was. Kind of pop do you know who he's married to? Yes, I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't they have a baby? But nobody's yeah. talking about it? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Pretty recently, yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's right. part of his, uh, his reason for kind of weighing it out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Any feels from the media front before we get into this professional wrestling pay-per-view? Uh, oh, I wore my shirt for a reason. Let me show you. Because well, you got that dog in you? <laughs> I swear to God, when you, when you first stood up, I was like, I hope this isn't some like cool indie wrestler that's branding up. <laughs> we should, one time we should do a grin, like none of us, none of us reference it or talk about it. We all just wear like some form of dog is on our clothing. Yes! <laughs> we should, we should Sorry. all do it, but we should not tell that Bob, you know, oh. even, or- even Oracle has like a cap on. <laughs> Wait, Claudio yeah, has true. multiple children? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> well then. Should have asked. <laughs> Should have asked him at the press conference. <laughs> Guess the credentials take. I, I felt like I got a kayfabe answer from Tony about Tully. Yeah, and I was did. like, well then, it's okay. That was a weird deal, that Tully situation. We'll get into a bit more of it in a second. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was strange. Um, all right. Speaking of the show, we should probably get to it. Yes. Let's go through this in a let's do the uh, traditional review. Let's just kind of work our way through this. So okay. I thought the zero hour was actually really, really fun. I was kind of surprised by how fun it was on TV. Um I don't know how it came across in the building, but this fight this four match format I thought was like a smart way to basically do a four hour pay per view, but to make the main show feel special while giving yeah. you some action. How was it in the building to have such a packed pre show, so to speak? Yeah, so when we first kinda got started, um, the crowd was already on fire because apparently the fucking crowd loves Colt Cabana. Mm. It was so loud for Colt. Um, I was so excited to see Anthony there. I actually had messaged Anthony um, before. Um, so I was I was very excited to see him there because he always kind of told me ROH was his goal. ROH was his goal. And for him to be able to get it, he was... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was very excited to be there. Um and Willow, oh my God, Willow! Mm-hmm. That it was, it was so great to see her. And the zero hour really like rocked the house. And Willow lit up the crowd. Like I said before, it was close to her, um, like indie base, also where she went to school. So it was really loud for her. I, I actually got to speak with her a bit after the show. Um, so that was great to talk to her as well. Um, but yeah, it, it was. I felt kind of sad because. One of my favorite parts of ROH is Caprice and Ian, and I didn't get to have that, but from yeah. what I heard, the commentary was very good. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a credit to Willow that she got over so well live, because I definitely got... The crowd has been a big conversation about this show. It <laughs> definitely felt to me like an AEW crowd. Oh, yeah. Like, 
There was Ring of Honor folks on this show that got no real response because they've not been on AEW TV. Was that noticeable in the building that, like, it was AEW-centric for sure? It was AEW for sure. Um, it. The hard thing is ROH necessarily... When you change so much about the previous presentation, they don't really... They're not really able to maintain that fan base um, mm. because people who are tuning in for people like... Anthony Henry, well, styles like Anthony Henry, not yeah. even Anthony Henry specifically, like um, Josh Woods, um, Rhett Titus, people like that who may not be as huge stars, but people who might have been following their careers, I don't, they weren't there because those people weren't on the show. Mm-hmm. They they weren't booking enough of what I feel like was the ROH mainstays, like before Tony bought the promotion. I'm not even talking about like the Samoa Joes and St. Punk's and all that shit. I'm it's definitely about, like, different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a different market, I guess. Um, so, yeah. It's also, I mean, the, the kind of inevitable result of like, we both know this because we've been watching. At the end there, they were struggling to, to pack those buildings, right? So how many was yeah, on yeah, Saturday? Yeah. Like 2,500, something like that? It was pretty. It was pretty packed. There was only like one or two sections that weren't really filled up, yeah. so it was pretty packed in there. So, like you know, the Ring of Honor that just left us was not going to be doing twenty five hundred, right? So it's it's just it's kind of a result. Oh of this shit! Transition. Did he really? Rit Titus worked for Ring Crew. My God, um, it's it's going to be interesting. They're they're going to have to kind of transition out of that because right now they're using a mix of AEW guys and like. Um, you know, folks that were around at the end of Ring of Honor, and you can tell the latter isn't really established to the TV audience, which is fine. Yeah, and I think that, like, until Ring of Honor has its own TV, there's no way that you can exactly. move out of it being an AEW crowd, and that's just kind of how it is, I guess. I thought the crowd was going to be a lot better for the FTR Briscoes match, but we'll get there. Yeah, I think there's a few factors with the crowd. Um, I think partly it was just a bit of a weird crowd. We'll get into this. Go through the matches here. Cole Cabana, Anthony Henry, you just mentioned Anthony. I think he's going to be sticking around, it seems. Mm-hmm. Cabana, as much as there's been controversy about the punk piece of this, <laughs> I think it's really clear that like he's such a he's so much more useful on Ring of Honor because he's like kind of he can be like a mid card up a mid card in Ring of Honor. He's never going to be that in AEW, and he's got history there. The audience will always like him, whether it's AEW centric or a more Ring of Honor traditional audience. Um, this match I thought greatly over delivered. What did you think in the building of Colt Cabana and Anthony Henry? I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I'm obviously like a big fan of Anthony Henry. Um, I enjoy Colt, but not that much. I don't have like the same nostalgia that people have of him. I only know him from his stuff now, but he looked Mm -hmm. very excited to be there. Looked very happy. Um, The crowd really enjoyed Anthony Henry's moves because they were so loud that you could actually hear them in the building. Mm -hmm. Like his kicks and stuff you could hear. The crowd would really only come up for spots. They weren't really like, like the big spots. They weren't really getting up for anything else. And I mean, I think it kind of makes sense because what it seemed like to me is a lot of people were just kind of sitting there on their phones, uh, kind of just waiting for the big moments, which I guess is fine. I mean, I was doing that, to be honest, but I was working, so I guess it was different. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what, what happens with Cole. I don't really know how much of a ceiling he has, especially at his age. Like, you can't really make right. him a champion. Um, I mean, I guess you could, maybe like a TV champion or something like that. But yeah, He's more of a gatekeeper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a final boss kind of guy. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think Tony really likes having guys that, if you were a fan of Ring of Honor 15, 16 years ago, it's like, it's, there's, some, there's some connective tissue there. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly no, wasn't a bigger fan. Tony calls it, it's synergy. That's his there new word, synergy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some truth to it. It pops me, like Prince Nana being there. Like, I'm sorry, it just pops me. I know that no one else gives a shit, but I didn't even me. know who that was. I know That's what I'm whatever. saying. It's, but the, the key is... As long as it doesn't limit your enjoyment of the show, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, it can pop me. Well, you know what I'm saying? It can kind of serve both purposes. But anyway, um, Andy Henry looked great. He is genuinely one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. He's one of the best guys out there right now in terms of his body of work this year has been spectacular. So, thought he did a fabulous job, and Colt was um, as motivated as he's looked in some time. Yes. I think it's fair to say. If anybody's interested in looking up a good Anthony Henry match, watch him versus Suzuki. I believe there's some highlights yes. online. Absolutely. Um, Trustbusters versus Cheeseburger and Eli Isom. I don't really know what we're doing here, Jay Show. What do you think? I don't know what the Trustbusters are. I can you explain to me um, who Slim Jay is? Slim Jay was a guy who in the mid 2000s came to prominence of sorts. 
as a very young, like 17, 18 year old uh, wrestler. He was in like TNA. Okay. He was in Ring of Honor. So um, old Nick Wayne is what I'm hearing. So like, imagine if Nick Wayne, like, just didn't do any of the things you expect him to do, and kind of just for a range of reasons, like he okay. kind of just faded away. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. also has a very funny, like, like white rapper gimmick. Um, yeah, because like you know, early two thousands, right? It was like the, you know Eminem. John yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I can't say that. So he's kind of just like I think popping Tony with this, but it appears they're gonna like. He may push them, which feels problematic. <laughs> Is it um um Parker Parker Brudo? I can't. Yeah. I'm not good yes. with the French. The E A U X. It's Bordeaux, right? Bordeaux. Something. Some sounds yeah. like it. Scarlet has it too, but I just call her Scarlet. Um, Fair. I I should just call him his last name, Harland. That's not his last name, though. His previous name, his former name, Harland. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean his last name forever. You can't just that's his last name now. It's Harland. His name is Harland. Moved on. Okay, fair. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be added to the group on dark at some point. I think. No, he he was on the tapings and stuff. So yeah, but I don't think they've aired that one, right? No. Sorry, spoiler. Go fuck yourself. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's putting a bit in Ring of Honor. Which is, I don't know. I thought uh, Eli Asim looked really good. I thought they spotlighted him nicely. I um, love Eli. Oh, Eli. He's, he's very talented. But, uh, you know, you get what you get, I suppose. The Embassy. Charlie Blanchard Enterprises is no What's more. What's left of it? Indeed, the all-star faction of Brian Cage, Khan, and Tyler Leona. With Alex Zane, Blake Christian, and Tony Depp, and these guys got some time. I thought they fucking rocked it. This match was a lot of fun. Um, Blake had the big hot tag, which was tremendous. You should the have embassy, saw the smile on my face, Joe. I can imagine. And <laughs> I I love Khan. Great look. Brian Cage is is at home in this kind of match, right, where he can do his moves and be like a meathead wrestler. Toru has got a ways to go, but he'll get there. He's, he's got a good look. Um, what did you think of the uh, Trigos match? I really enjoyed this match. Um, I'm not going to lie. Whenever Brian Cage was in the match, that's when I went on my phone. Um, but I was really excited to see Khan here. Um, everyone knows I'm a big fan of Khan, big fan of all of SCP. Khan was in my documentary, of course. Um, he's come a long way um, in terms of how he's holding himself now. He's really like living up to the heel presence, which I'm really excited for him for. Excited to see him tap into that. Obviously, um, you know, Blake Christian, Alex Zane, those are my kind of guys. Alex Zane and Blake, I'm always going to be fans of. Unless they do something problematic, but uh, <laughs> I feel like I have to give a disclaimer when I say that. Uh, but um, Tony Deppin was looked great here, too, as well. Um, I was happy to see Blake get the hot tag. Um, and they looked kind of like a mixed match of guys, but at the same time, that's what the embassy is as well. So, I yeah. mean, to be fair, I was like, you know what? Just go for it. I really enjoyed it, though. What? Like, this Charlie Blanchard thing is one of the weirdest stories in recent memory. What the fuck has happened here? He's an old man, and he's done with wrestling. That's what it sounds like to me. But why do any of this? Like, they made a t-shirt this week with all of the guys on it, and now two of them aren't there, and it isn't called Charlie Blanchard Enterprises, because Charlie Blanchard isn't there. <laughs> They're the embassy now. Did you see Brian Cage's tweet? I did. He's got some nerve. <laughs> I was like... He's got some nerve. When's the last time you were on AWTV before this month? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I, I'm going to miss Tully. He wasn't really um, he wasn't really good at all, but he popped me. When they say prison ministry, they mean like he's going to prison and he's teaching them about Christianity? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was like a a code word for something that they couldn't say. No, because that was what he um, – that was how he kind of rebuilt his life after wrestling and kind of kicked him to the curb. Okay. Yeah. Because famously, what happened with Tali was, he and Arm went to the WWF together, and they were going to go back to WCW, and then they leaked that he'd failed a drug test for cocaine, and it ended his whole... He never rebuilt him as a wrestler, but in the end, okay. it kind of saved his life, you know, so... Oh, he'd be yeah. fine nowadays. Sorry, I'm going to shut up. He's, I mean, it's just... It's, um, <laughs> he, he pops me tremendously. I don't think he was really any good at this job, but... I... Yeah. FTR is better off without him. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I think mean, that's a hot take at this point. <laughs> I think I've done pretty well. Um, really good match. The best match on the Zero Hour, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event of the Zero Hour, Willow Nightingale. 
Alison Kay. Uh, this was a fun one. Really physical match. I like Alison a lot. I hope she sticks around. Big smile there. Okay, show this was fun for you, I'm sure. Oh my god, it was losing my fucking mind. Once Allison came out, I was cheering. Willow came out, I was cheering. I was like, I don't give a fuck who the heel is. Everybody's a face in this match. There were only two women's matches, so I'm like, I gotta get invested. And yeah. I obviously was invested because it's Willow, and I'm always gonna be forever invested in Willow. Um, but I, w I was really excited for this match. I think it really delivered for me. Um, Willow was able to kind of have a match that she's familiar with. She's wrestled Allison before. Um, it's not like she's up against a new competitor who she's figuring out the styles. So they were able to have a really good match, really good chemistry. Um, I actually saw Allison and Willow have a match before, too, when I went to the Women's Wrestling Army event back in May. Um, and they always have great chemistry. They're friends behind the scenes, too. So Hopefully Allison sticks around. I, I hope so, but that NWA TV championship is calling her name. She gives them some veteran presence, you know. I, I like her. And she has, like, a personality and presence that's really different. I don't know, hopefully she sticks around. Um, all right, on to the main show. And we start with the big story of the weekend, a very controversial story of that. Um, hmm. um, very that goes for anybody in that company, Joe. God bless. Very, <laughs> very uh, controversial story. Claudio Castanelli wins the Ring of Honor World Title in 11 minutes. And this may have been the most obvious case ever of, like, this dude is losing this match because Gresh came out without the octopus gimmick, without his flag. It was said in the, in the Fight for Select Report, I believe, that that was because he wanted to kind of take it in because it might be his last match. We're saying to that effect. Um, let's start with the match and then we'll talk about the Gresham Palace. Firstly, I think part of the crowd's issue on this night you can tell me if I'm wrong because you were there. At home, it felt like the place exploded for Claudio, and this probably could have been better served to come a little bit later in the show, Rob, and just ex like get getting rid of this moment early. Yeah, they went nuts for him. The match itself was objectively good. Um, it just was very clear that this wasn't necessarily the match that many had envisioned for a range of reasons. What did you think of the match itself? And then we'll talk about kind of the other pieces that come with it. Yeah, um, honestly. I enjoyed the match. I wasn't really fully paying attention to it, to be honest, because it was a lot going on at the time. Because it was the first match on the show, and I was already incredibly distracted by the fact that it was the first match. So, Because we didn't know that there was a coin flip. All of us are trying to figure out, why is this the first match? How did this match get put on first? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody in the arena is super confused about it. Uh, but by the time we were paying attention, um, we thought that the match was good. The me All of the media people were like, where is his mask? Why did he come out like that? I'm sitting there. I'm staring at him. I'm like, as he's doing his entrance, I'm looking for the lose face. I'm trying. I was like, oh my god, because I know that this is coming. Um, he didn't have too much of a lose face like Rosa did, but it was still a bit, a bit of something. Um, but I mean, people have their own thoughts on that. I don't really care. I think that he's a heel, so he can probably get away with it more. It looks kind of more just like a stone face. Um, but also, the interview with Russell Pierce came out that morning, and I was like, mm. yeah. Um, so I was, I thought the match was good, but the whole time I was distracted by the outcome and what was about to happen and all of those things. Cause it was all the media could talk about. Yeah, this is, uh, this is quite a deal. Firstly, I mean, Claudio, obviously. It looked bad everyone, on camera. His face looked, really looked bad. bad. Yeah. He, he looked legitimately devastated. He looked really sad. No. I, I felt, I felt terribly sorry for him because I think there's a lot of nuance to this conversation, but I think we can all agree he very much cares about Ring of Honor. I think it's really, uh. I hope he's okay because I do feel what this kind of this whole ordeal has done to him a little bit. Um, obviously, we're all delighted for Claudio. He is wonderful and deserves to be the world champion of any promotion. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah, and it, it was a cool moment, right? How did the moment come across in the building in terms of Claudio getting the big title win? Um, the crowd was popping huge. Yeah. The crowd loved it. Um, I thought that it was a great moment to start off the show, but it was weird placement still because it sucked a lot of energy out the crowd because the crowd was going crazy because we lots of people had came yeah. expecting that match. So many people were were wearing BCC shirts, so it seemed like a lot of people were there for Claudio really. And I think some people left after the match. Don't don't, <laughs> wow. don't quote me on that, but it seemed like some people were kind of getting out their seats after that one. Um, but 
I think that they either may have booked this match too early in terms of Gresham or he wasn't put on TV enough to be felt like he was a big star. And people were saying that he held the championship for seven months, but I would like to have a minor discussion about that because how long was he on AEW TV with that belt for? Yeah. So when people think about it, they're only really going to remember the time that he was on AEW TV because now Tony Khan owns ROH. So to say that it's a pretty unfair argument, uh, and a lot of people were slandering Gresham for the comments he made and um, in terms of being a black wrestler and all of those things. And I posted a tweet about it, and I'll say it again here. If you are not a black person, you do not need to respond to takes about being black in pro wrestling. Um, he was asked to. I just wanted to know that because obviously we're, yes. you know, that's our friends who did the interview. But I do think people feel that he just sort of said it like to, yes. to say it. He was asked, yeah. right? But carry on, Gresham. Yeah, and that was also something that was highlighted time and time again in the interview that well the interview in my documentary it came up in a couple of interviews so i just want to make sure that people know that that's not just gresham saying that that's yeah. a common um line of thinking but between most or yeah. sorry at least some um black wrestlers um so there's that but i also felt like the storyline was super rushed um it felt like there was no concrete plan for gresham after it either they turned him heel to do the match and that seemed like it was it uh, a lot of people are faulting Gresham for cussing out Tony. I don't agree with the burning the bridge piece, but I mean, if that's what he felt was right for him, then go for it. Um, I'm not in his shoes. I'm not in his career. Like, lots of people are passing judgment when I feel like they don't have the place to, but that's social media anyway. Um, he deactivated socials. He deactivated the Terminus socials too, but, um, and about the, where was I sitting in relation to the entrance? I was sitting in the press seat so i was sitting up in like 105 area um so i was pretty far up i wasn't very close but i could like record and zoom in and stuff um but there was something else i was thinking to, about saying and i kind of forgot it well i'm sure we'll come back but all right look here's the thing with this stuff wrestling will always be ultimately um beauty is in the eye of the beholder right and what you and I see in Jonathan Gresham, Tony Khan does not have to see, and so on and so forth. I wish this had been discussed before he signed a contract. I wish there'd been much more conversation back and forth. I think it's very clear beyond doubt that he don't see a main event guy in Jonathan Gresham. Um, if he did, he would have been on TV a lot more. He would have been on TV as much as, you know, um, the other Ring of Honor titles were allowed to be on TV because they were AEW guys, right? FTR and Samoa Joe were on TV. Obviously, Joe had circumstances, but you get my point. I mean, even Yuta, he didn't even defend the title, like, right. beyond so, Moriarty, really. And that's fine. I wish they'd have figured it out in a more kind of uh, um, sustainable way than it seemingly reaching a fever pitch on pay-per-view night, which is, like, you know, a bizarre situation, to say the least. I have no real issue with what Jonathan Gresham did. I don't see how you can, right? He, he felt he was being misused and mistreated and said, I want out. Ultimately, that's what we've kind of encouraged in wrestling for the longest, isn't it? You know, I don't think that's a problem. What I will say is, and this is just me, it's a personal touch on my part. Um, I really wish that this could be handled differently because I don't believe Gresham should be living under such a cloud, which is what he is, unfortunately. If you look through Ring of Honor history, there have been guys that have left under clouds, but mostly the great Ring of Honor wrestlers have left with... Um, a fitting farewell. And listen, I ain't saying Jonathan Gresham's Brian Danielson or CM Punk or Samoa Joe guys. It don't matter. We debate that another day. But he cared a lot about Ring of Honor. He spent a lot of years there. And when Ring of Honor was gone, he was still there with that belt, trying his best across the globe. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that things had worked our way. Or if he is leaving, which clearly it seems that's what's going to happen here, he wants to leave. I wish he'd have got a chance to kind of go out in a more fitting fashion than just kind of controversy and drama and everything that's going to come with this. Um, that's just my personal take. Uh, I feel so many types of ways about this because with Gresham being a black talent, I obviously have yeah. some more of a personal investment in, in the handling of, of this. Um, but the main concern for me is him and his mental health, of course. I don't know how this is going to affect him. Because it seemed like for so long, Ring of Honor was such a big part of his life. And he didn't sign anywhere so he could go be in Ring of Honor when somebody purchased it. And he was waiting for the opportunity. He was going to defend the the title everywhere he could and make sure to keep the um, legacy of Ring of Honor alive. And, um, I mean, 
I I obviously see that Claudio is um, a big star in, in right. Ring of Honor and AEW in general, but um, I wish that Gresham, like you said, could have got some sort of send-off or a bit of a longer match even um, to just show yeah. that he was deserving. He never even really got to have a match that impressed people, and I saw people saying these takes that Gresham wasn't a top star and yada, 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 and this and that, and he wasn't deserving of the belt and everything. And Gresham, that's not his fault. It's yeah, all those... reliant. Yep. Yeah. It's same thing with the women's division we always talk about. Mm-hmm. It it always just circles back to it being reliant on the promoter. And obviously there's always the communications things that people are talking about and there being a lack of communication, which we've seen time and time again. Uh, but I, I honestly don't know the – what comes next regression probably impact is where he'll end up but i hope he just goes where he feels wanted and where he feels that he's able to fulfill his goal of pro wrestling and i feel like so many people say that people are marks for themselves or they they're not viewing themselves correctly it's his career dude like if you want a job okay if you want to work at cnn and you go to cnn and they screw you over you're gonna be upset and you're like i i just don't People should reflect on their takes when WWE would misuse guys because it was never their remarks. It was, you know, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. Go with the – look, you don't have to agree with with his take. You can think he's a mid-carder. You think he's a job guy, whatever you think. That's your opinion. That's Tony's opinion. That's our opinion, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't think he's used right, then it's always he should go and do his thing. Like, I don't see how that's even controversial, you know. But he'll be fine. He's a very talented guy. I just hope he's okay because it is worth noting the mental health piece of this is not like – saying we've invented because of this story. It's been a thing with Gresham. He's talked about it. So, like, I hope he's good because I think this weekend was probably very traumatic for him, would be my guess. People can laugh at that and say, why well, he only lost a fake wrestling belt, but he ultimately is his life. Um, and I think he's been going through it a little bit as of late. So I sincerely hope he's okay. I love watching the guy wrestle. I will watch him wherever he ends up wrestling. I'm pretty sure he's going to do, as you said, impact. And I think he'll have a really nice run in Japan. Um, I think it'd be a great addition to their junior heavyweight division, quite frankly, in New Japan. So he'll be fine. This is how wrestling works, okay? And, like, I'm not saying that as a defense of AEW. I think, Jay Shaw, you know, I don't really give a fuck. What I'm saying is we need to, like, normalize this like this notion. Um, you know, to me, it's like wrestlers will come and go from each promotion. Not everyone can be pushed. And this is why we need a range of promotions so that someone's home is somewhere else. There's always a home for someone of his talent, so... I think you'll be fine. I just uh, I wish it had a little bit better, but you get what you get, I suppose. Nonetheless, Carol, just one more thing. Um, I had it and I forgot it, so it means it's not meant to be said. Fair, <laughs> absolutely fair. It's probably okay. trying to remind me from getting cancelled anyway. Dalton Castle and the boys won the six-man tag team titles from the Righteous. Um, I thought this was the miss of the night. I didn't hate it or anything, but I think. This was wrestled in a way like the audience knew all of the inside jokes, and I'm not sure that was the case from what I could tell at home. I didn't think this was particularly good, and this was the only match I would say that about on the show. What are the inside jokes? Like, you know some of the boys' bits, like, for example, when they do the one where they, like, get in the position so they can build, like, a throne for him, and they did that, and the audience was just, like, completely confused at what he was doing because they haven't seen a lot of this stuff before. Um, I The part that I enjoyed was when Dalton threw one boy over. Do the other boy over. Yeah, do the it. other boy over. I enjoyed that. It, um, in like in terms of match quality, you'd switch this with the six man on the pre-show. But in fairness to this match, I think the idea was that it kind of give the crowd a chance to like reset after Claudio won the belt. So mm-hmm. it was fine. Do you like Dalton as kind of a fit in you know new Ring of Honor sticking around? It feels like he's going to right. He pops me, so he's good. Yeah. There you go. Um. After this trios match, Vincent came over to my section and said, thank you, because we were some of the only ones making noise. Bruce, what section were you in? <laughs> fucking rules. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> were you in the section that met Lee Moriarty, Brucey? Because Lee Moriarty was walking around during Garcia Yuta. Did you not recognize Bruce Pritchard? You know it's Bruce Pritchard, right? I can't believe he's here on a Monday with everything that's going on. Anyway, um... I love this one. Pure rules. Weirdo, you're in Daniel Garcia. They were going on a nice steady pace, and I can tell you, you missed it. It's like the crowd was not, you know, exactly rocking for it. And they went into that submission sequence, with, and, like, the place just stood up. Everyone stood up and started rocking. It was kind of weird. It was a strange crowd in that sense. They reacted big to certain moments. I've always managed to do a nice job of giving you, you know, being satisfactory and, and more. 
without overstaying its welcome. They only got 16 minutes, and by the end of it, it was like, oh, man, I could have done with more of that. I mean, that's a good thing. I don't think every match needs to be explored to its absolute utmost. Um, submission sync, which is incredible. What do you think of the pure rules title match, Jay Shell? Um, higher expectations. Yeah. Maybe it was the crowd. Maybe it was the length of the match. It just did I was expecting blood and violence. I was promised blood and violence. Pure rules. You can make them bleed on pure rules. Are you telling me because of pure rules somebody can't get a blade? I mean, it's discouraged, you know. What? Because I think the idea is that, like, Garcia went out wrestling, you know. That's the idea. I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I, did, I did see a lot of You just told me that. he was going to make him bleed. Well, you lied. lied to me. Yeah. He's a wrestler. <laughs> Learn a valuable lesson there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was like I was surprised by the whole finish was a little bit, you know, quick. But um, I really, really liked it. Um, do you think Garcia is going to join the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club? Because it sure feels like they're up to something with him. You know, talking about his accident in the promos and um, the gear being the regal kind of tribute slash taunt. Seems like saying up, Jay Shell. What do you think? I hope so. Um, Garcia knows that that's my mom now. Um, so, <laughs> I, <laughs> if anybody knows the bat, like the, like old stuff about Garcia uh, and myself, it was the most hilarious pop of the night that Garcia decided to interrupt me of all people or that that's how the universe worked it out. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, I love the pure rules discourse. Oh I respect my God. it. I don't think it's wrong, it just pops me, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Um, I'm intrigued. Garcia's, of course, wrestling Danielson on Wednesday. I'm going to be there for that, too. That's a big one for him. Because the first match they had was good. It was not, like, blow away. He's going to do it this time. Yeah. I I, I feel so. it. Especially the way that they were talking about it in the scrum. It seemed like that it was going to be the, the time for um, Danielson to kind of make him put it in gear because um, it's his return match and uh, the place lit up huge that's how you, you could really tell it was an aw crowd is everyone was on their feet i'm getting goosebumps from it again everyone was screaming yelling like they were so excited when they saw the danielson graphic because they showed like the fight for the fallen yeah. matches um in in the arena and yeah well he's pretty good i don't know if you've heard about him no the american I dragon no he's well you will enjoy watching him on wednesday he's pretty good okay yeah, watch the watch the uh, the high knee there when he does you know the big running kick the psycho knee. Okay. Yeah, watch for it. Pretty good. Um, all right, up next, Roosh and Dragon Lee. This was added at very late notice, and my fucking god, Dragon Lee went. It was nuts. my match of the night. I'm sure it was because this is your kind of wrestling. At one point, he did a like. He just like headbutted the table on the outside on a dive. Dude, oh my god, I was okay. I, I was in the perfect section to see that because I literally took a video on my phone of it. But he literally <laughs> missed Roosh and just face planted on the table, and I was like straight on to see like the like the I guess left side of the ring. So I literally saw. I was like, oh my god, the whole section was like, he's supposed to be dead. He's supposed to be dead. <laughs> People saying he's supposed to be dead. I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. But it, it was it was a great match. This match got me fired up. It got the whole crowd fired up. I had this as a match of the night over the FTR and the Briscoes. Sorry, um, but it popped me huge. I, Joe, don't make that face. Uh, I, I was so excited to see this match. I knew this would be your favorite match, honestly, because Dragon <laughs> Lee's nuts, but like him wrestling with a contract potentially on the line is like... And he's messing his brother. His exactly. brother doesn't give a fuck. He can hurt him. Roosh was kicking the shit out of him, too. Do you see how hard he was hitting him? And this is an insane combination. Um, it was honestly tremendous. I absolutely, oh, I, did, I did love it, I must say. And here's the thing, too, about the show. This is why I love this show so much. Seven matches. Everything got a chance to breathe, you know? Like, this got 15 minutes. That's tremendous. It gave him just enough time to really go off without going too long. It was really nicely paced. I would have gave him five more minutes, but that's just because the crowd was so into it more than right, most yeah. of the other matches. But considering how the crowd was at the start, I get why this was about their max, mm -hmm. right? Because the crowd, it's yeah. like you could tell they did not know Dragon Lee, which, again, speaks to what you're talking about. Um, By the end, they loved him, though. Exactly right. Don't have an app mentions it. Roosh is the 
Now, number one contender for John Moxley. Your reaction to that? Insanity. I was very confused, but I was like, you know what, Pop? The match will be good. Yeah. So, Tony explained it on the on the media scrum, and I was like, okay, Tony. Because he was like, he's had eight amazing competitors in Mexico with his win over Andrade and his brother. I was like. I wish he wouldn't. I wish he just said I, I was like, be for real. Tony, be for real. Yeah. Be I for hate real. the ranking stuff. It's lame. Um, <laughs> okay. Up next, World Woman's title. Woman's world title. Mercedes Martinez, Serena Deeb. I was surprised by the result of this one. This was a really good match. They got 17 I not, minutes. I wasn't surprised. Well, fair. Uh, <laughs> they got 17 minutes. And this was like a really physical, tough, gritty match. A complete contrast to what we just got in the Roots Dragon League one. I thought this was damn excellent, honestly. I thought it was tremendous. Serena Deeb is honestly one of the best workers in the whole promotion. I know that's a slight Mercedes, who's awesome. But Serena is like, she don't miss in these kind of matches. So, in this kind of, you know, where she's given time and such. So, Serena got a face pop too. They cheered for her throughout the match. It was kind of crazy. I can't lie. Um, what did you think of the Women's World Title match? I really, really enjoyed this match. Can somebody explain to me what a hooper is? Because I've seen people call people that now and I don't know what that word means. Well, like, if you were talking about a basketball player who's like an all star, like a okay, really good player. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. Sorry for the tangent. But I was, I was very excited for this match. Um, as the only women's match on the card. Um, which kind of seemed like the right decision to go with because the crowd only really bought in if they knew the wrestlers, and if it was some woman that they didn't know, they were going to be dead as fuck. So it seemed like the right decision. Um, But I I was very intrigued by that spider suplex, yeah, because Mercedes stayed there for a while. I was like, is she okay? Because that did not look like Jesus Christ. And obviously Serena, too, was insane. Um, But I really enjoyed this match, yeah. Excellent work. I'm really, really pleased for both these women they got this opportunity. Obviously, Serena had the double or nothing title match. Mm-hmm. Mercedes had the Dynamite main event with Diana. But this really felt... Boy, was that match something. Well, this, this felt more like... Fun, you know, double or nothing match was really good, but this was like a really nice moment, I thought, for both women. I wish the crowd was a little bit hotter, but we could do that all night. It is what it is, right? Like, it's, you know, you get what you get. Um, I... I just feel like the mass crowd oh no i'm gonna shut up because i'm i'm never mind. here's what i will say genuinely <laughs> i'm gonna, start, I'm gonna I, yeah, but legitimately i do think we have to be careful like those of us that do this and like write about wrestling it does now feel like every week the discourse is the crowd is bad <laughs> and i do think at some point we need to just accept like is what it is crowds are different i don't think jason you can tell me i'm wrong okay it seemed to me like the crowd was having a good time. They just wasn't invested enough that there was heat in between the big moments. They went crazy for the big moments. They just, like, when the match was just taking place, they just sort of sat there. It seemed and like it, most people were just there to see their favorite wrestlers, and it didn't matter yeah. if they were wrestling or not. Well, in fairness, there's no TV, as you said earlier, right? Yeah. So, really, what stakes are there beyond, I want to see Samoa Joe, I want to see FTR, I want to see whoever. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I'm not, My I'm not stakes for going. Went. Honestly, not going to lie, if it... If there wasn't a media scrum, I don't know if I would have been there or not. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's like, I'm not saying the crowd was good because it wasn't too good. But what I'm saying is the show, I think the show still rocked even regardless of the mm-hmm. crowd being a little bit up and down. But anyway, Serena and Mercedes, I thought they did a killer job. I was surprised by the result. You wasn't. But I hate for Mercedes. She keeps it. I'm intrigued what they do with Serena next. Very intrigued. All I know is, Tony, now is the time. You put that belt on Willow and you let her beat everyone. Sounded aggressive. Um, it was did you, meant say, to be did aggressive. you say it to him when you took a picture of him? <laughs> no, I did not. God bless. Um, this is unfortunate. If people were being dicks and they were being dicks, I just meant more as a TV, you know. It's because they're misogynists. Yeah. I told so my mom, mom that huh? she was like, oh, I already know. My mom, I was like, mom, during this woman's match, it's going to get bad. She's like, I know, I've been here before. She said enough about Jay Lethal. Anyway, he was up next. He wrestled Samoa Joe. Let me tell you something, Jay Shell. I don't care. You're not going to dampen my grin on this one. This was a triumph. They started with a wild brawl. Satnam Singh came out there. He um, he was sent out. Sanjay Dutt came down. There. The, this Joe no, was the this match popped me. This match actually did pop me. It, it was, was really good. Go ahead. It, it was the match I paid the most attention to besides the FTR Briscoe's match, to be honest. And I don't know how that happened with Jay Lethal in the match, but it was okay because um, Samoa Joe chopped the living fuck. Did you see some? Were you the one that zoomed in on the picture of, of Lethal's chest? No, but it sounds Somebody fun. zoomed in on a picture of him getting a chop. 
and it was the ripples of his titty. I was like, oh my god! He beats now he like because he can't move as much. Joe Joe just beats the fuck out of people in there. See how hard he was hitting him? I I enjoyed it for the violence against Jay Lethal, and I'm not afraid to admit that. It was great. And he kicked out of the fucking lethal ejection. I was like, all is good because people came up for that lethal ejection. I was like, no, yes. no, 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 not right now. No, 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 no. I do not need this moment. I do yeah. not need to talk to Jay Lethal after this media scrub. I do not need this energy. So, hallelujah. Joe was one of the most over guys on the show, it felt like. And the moment when oh, he kicked Oh, for sure. Out, when he kicked out <laughs> the belt shot, the place went nuts. Like, watching at home, everyone stood up. It was fucking awesome. I think he was <laughs> the most over guy. Yeah. Like, him as an... Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I don't know what this show would have been without Smojo. He's very special. Seriously, I've said this to you before. Have you noticed, like, on, online there's hardly any Samoa Joe talk outside of when he wrestles? Like, no one, because he's just, like, he's part of wrestling. Everyone accepts him, kind of takes him for granted. When you see him in front of a live crowd, it's like, oh, he's, like, one of the biggest stars they have. And also, it's because they know that he's in, like, his later years. So they're yeah. like, fuck, I'm going to see Samoa Joe. Well, let's go fucking crazy and for him. You can tell, like, he's slowed down and he's older, but he's not, like, sympathetic. He's still a badass, right? Like, he still has an aura to him, so pretty fucking cool when um, they first started they started fighting against the guardrails i was like please please good fucking lord please <laughs> it was fun um a quick one oh. to say yes <laughs> no wait to pull that up and then i'm gonna pull up something else okay go on you do that and i'll circle back oh that was awesome that whole thing he wants them to make a t-shirt of that who would buy the shirt of the people in love <laughs> i'll know, fucking rules. buy it i don't know yeah fair uh, quickly as so about I completely get it. I actually agree. Crowds are a big part of wrestling. You have to realize, though, that Jason and I have watched Ring of Honor for, uh, you know, the last five years. So we're used to watching good wrestling and, you know, I've, very quiet on, movies. Honestly, I really don't give a fuck about crowd reaction because I I enjoyed some of the pandemic era. And I'm not afraid right. to admit that because some, of, some good wrestling actually did happen during the pandemic era. And I'm not going to sit there and act like good wrestling didn't happen like some people do. Like, that feels disrespectful to me. Yeah, it was good wrestling. So I'm... I got used to it after that. and I, I'm not even doing a bit when I say genuinely. Ring of Honor for the last five years, oh, they never had hot crowds. So I'm just like, at this point, I was like, at least people were there. you know. <laughs> <laughs> they came up for the big moments, and that was enough for me, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Um, look at this. Look at the victory laps here. The big man is back. I heard that. That was a headline. Um, look at that. Paul said, match of the night for him. There you go. People, people, people definitely rock with this. I was scared I was being biased. Like Monty has the, he takes the star ratings these days, doesn't he? Did you guys <laughs> like the match because it was Samoa Joe? Did you like the match because Jay Lethal was getting his ass beat? Or did you like the match because of Sat Nam Singh? Let us know in the replies. The thing about Samoa Joe is, like, he's so awesome that his hair is one of the most insane things I've ever seen on television. And, like, no one even dunked on it. Like, he came with a shaved head that, like was, like, shaved in eight different ways. And no one even, like, fuck with it. Everyone was like, yeah, man, it's Joe. Here's what it is. You know, get what you get. It ruled. Um, I hope they give him something interesting to do now he's back because he's fucking awesome. All right. <laughs> okay. Did you see the comment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, okay. I would just like to say, I've gone back and watched many empty arena matches, but... I also have watched a bunch of Thunderdome matches, so I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but the Thunderdome matches aren't that bad, because once we get to, like, Hell in a Cell... Well, Am I right like, in saying that that's, like, a big part of your fandom, though? Like, that's kind of, like, a big... Because you start watching AEW in that time, almost, right? Yeah, and I also came back to wrestling around that time anyway. I came back to wrestling at WrestleMania 36. <laughs> that fucking rules. Yeah, that's what I thought, so... For you, it's you got more of an emotional case. For a lot of us, it's like just this dark down, you know, swing of wrestling. So I understand it. But, yeah. It was my thing to do during the pandemic too. I had nothing else yeah. to do. So. Are you talking? Now just about, it's just come about Samoa Joe's head. Oh my god! What have I started? All right. Anyway, um, Ring of Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles. I know that you were struggling with this one early, and I was when I was watching it. Oh I was watching my god! Fun. When I was watching my folks, I was like, Jay Show's gonna be bored, might because it was slow burn. I know you wasn't having fun with it about the after like the first act. Is it fair to say they won you over with the violence as it got as it got more and more intense? Because some of the stuff late was insane. That those punches. Oh 
my, oh my god. god. That punch exchange, that's my shit. That's what my wrestling is meant to be. That is my shit. Wow, there you go. That's interesting. Okay. You like that? Okay. What about the uh <laughs> What about the uh the big the big table spot there? And that was honestly frightening. I forgot the table was there. It scared the shit out of me. Oh, well, it was different for me because I could see it the whole time. I was like, yeah. oh, well, I'm waiting for this table. I'm waiting for this table. Like, it was yeah. insane. And um, that the, how they ended the match to finish, I don't even know how to, like, really describe that move. It was art. Just, just call it art. <laughs> it, was amazing. it was wasn't it seriously, like, I know it wasn't your favorite match. But was not that, that not the perfect way to end a match like that? Like, it was oh, so it was my grueling. second favorite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was in the end. It was great. I just got it. was so burnt to start with, right? Um, it was a lot slower of a match than i was yes. expecting i was expecting it to be like the dallas match and just out the gate boom 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 but i mean i saw some takes saying that like ftr doesn't always do the best when the crowd isn't on fire like that and i mean that's fair because the crowd wasn't the crowd was excited they were all like che cheering on ftr and everything like that but yeah i think so i've produced a pretty extensive review of this for our friends at wrestle Purist. it's about two thousand words long if you'd like my more detailed thoughts i recommend you go read that but my take basically was the match in, in Dallas the match in Dallas was like a thriller basically the pace was so electric and they were going so fast and you couldn't improve on that that was like perfection you can't do a better version of what they did then so I think what their approach was they knew the crowd was going to be pro FTR maybe it was even more so um, than expected mm -hmm. and I think they basically worked a more traditional slow gritty kind of grueling match. It was honestly exhausting to watch. And I mean that as a compliment because it was like painful at times. Like when yeah. they would, when Mark went to work on decks with the chops and the blood on the chip, that's almost the same things I've seen in wrestling. Um, right, yeah, yeah. And then when I saw Dax after, he's like fucking limping, like one yeah. foot, Listen, one he, foot. He said it after, right? you call me a fucking Mark. And it's like, there will be people that call him that. And I would just like to say that I think, on behalf of wrestling fans, we're thankful for people like him. He cares that much. You know, he was not going to let that match foul. I thought Cash Wheeler was the main character of the match in terms of how the match was put together, or I thought was to really showcase him and Mark when in the first one, um, you know, Dax and Jay were kind of the, yeah. the, you know, the centerpieces. Mark Briscoff was the best wrestler in the match, which is an unbelievable feat considering who else was in this match. He was incredible in this match. Mark is the bald one. Yes. Okay. One with the with the big gap. I very, always very forget that the, I forget their names. I mix them up all the time. Yeah. Mark's the so those of you who don't know, because I know a lot of you aren't familiar with Briscoe's. Jay was world champion twice, Mark never was. That's what so I So when thought. I say that, yeah, it's like um it's is it there was, a reason why or is it just because they always thought that he was well i think jay was kind of the more serious one right he okay. cuts those more kind of direct promos where mark is more colorful um i think it's fair to say i like mark mark is funny yeah yeah he's more endearing oh my god when um, people were meeting him because claudio and mercedes were both like like they were in the middle and oh my god they almost fought claudio because claudio yeah. wanted to take their seats it was hilarious yeah um it's really, I have to say, and again, I know there's issues with the Briscoes. I oh, hear, so, forgot. Let me. When? I forgot that they're problematic. I said that I liked one of oh, them. I, re I rescind it. I think, well, I think Mark's clear. Don't worry about it. Okay. You're right. Um, well, I said that I liked the other one, so. It's fine. It's wrestling. It's what you're doing to scrum now. <laughs> there's, no, there's no more naivety now. You've seen it. They're all horrible. They lie. <laughs> They scared the shit out of my mother. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I thought it was remarkable. And I think the bit, the best comment I can give to the match was I thought it was totally different to the first one, which I think it had to be because how can you do a better job of what they did in the first one? The first one was, was so exciting. I that think one was, was like lightning you know? in the bottle too. Yeah, you can't read. There's a magic to first-time matchups you can't recreate in that crowd. But what they did was something that can stand alone as a more kind of um, gruesome, extended car. And it was, it was just awesome absolutely loved it so two of the best teams ever in my view i uh i don't know if we're going to see them ever wrestle again i'm sure we will one day maybe a few years down the line but then they've got to stay away from each other a little bit for their own health because i just want to see like a singles match yeah well dax wrestled sunday right on against uh rocky at new japan strong i think i guess the thing that i think he taped off this against rocky romero i'm almost certain that someone tell me if he made the day because he may have cancelled he might have had to but Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, he's a fucking soldier. Seriously, 
Folks, I'm talking to everyone Dax here. Dax likes me. And I'm talking to Jay Shub. That was a wonderful moment. I'm talking to Jay Shub too. Do not take... If you enjoyed them, that is. If you didn't enjoy them, God bless. If you enjoyed this, do not take these moments for granted. One day, hopefully very far away, when these fellas are all done and they're their agents and they're doing podcasts that annoy us, people are going to long for the day that they had these matches because these are two of the great tag teams ever. Um, and these are some of the greatest tag matches ever. That's not hyperbole. That's just the reality of what you're seeing here. So if you love it, really embrace it for what it is because it's a moment in time. Um, I didn't think we were going to end up here when FTR, you know, we're in WWE doing some of the stuff they were doing. I'm glad we did. That's why you need these different places. Because honestly, this is why Ring of Honor's called. They can main event this show in Ring of Honor. Briscoe's FTR would not have been the main event in AEW. It would have been the opening match on a pay-per-view, you know? So, well, it could have been the opening match on this show too, but... It, it could have been, yeah. But you get what I mean, right? It yes. would have been like 15 minutes and it would have been great, but it wouldn't have been this. This is truly epic stuff and uh, I, I'm just thrilled to be out and enjoy it, thrilled to see it. It's, it's wonderful. So, it's a very Did, strong show. Are, is somebody yes? making a reference to when they had the scratchy balls or like the hot balls? Yeah, Usi hot, yeah. Like icy hot, but Usos? Is that what that yeah. is? Okay. I, I was not watching during that time, and I've seen a clip of it, and I refuse to think about it ever again. So. It's such a shame, because they still talk about wanting to wrestle the Usos, because like, they don't even feel like they even got a chance to, because those matches were so, yeah, like, just mid-card. You know, it's a shame. But anyway, I thought the show was, was honestly awesome. I think it's probably... Uh, it probably wasn't as good as Forbidden Door, because Forbidden Door was, like, insane. We had United in the crowd. <laughs> but it was pretty fucking great. What do you think of the show overall, Joshua? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good time. By the time we got to the end, though, I was tired as fuck. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but it felt like a long show, but it went by really quick. Like, yeah. like the, the matches were happening very quickly. I think it's because there were so many of them and they had to be kind of short that it just felt like it was mm -hmm. going pretty quickly. Uh, by the time we got to the end, not going to lie, I took a bathroom break during Briscoe's FTR because I had to be ready for that scrum. But there was a really cool moment after the show, too, um, that Dax talked about in the scrum. Um, yeah. I was happy to be there alive for, and I I was very um, delighted to see the just like adulation from the crowd after the match and that standoff between the two te um, teams PCC and FTR, yeah. um, and the salute to Punk too was great as well. Was that on camera? Did you guys see that? We got the promo and the face off with BCC, and then it went off because I saw they did got the kid this, in. And did you get this? No, thing? I'm almost certain we didn't. I could have missed it, but I don't think so. Okay, I've seen so the picture of it, you know, but I don't yeah, think yeah, we yeah, got yeah. it on the pay per view. Okay. Um, I don't really remember. That's why I was. I, and we also can't tell when they go off air because they still have it on the big screen. In a time where wrestling is so. Like, there's so many handshakes and shows of respect in wrestling. How real is it how much, like, the audience respects FTR? Like, Did you see him hug the crowd after? Right? Like, they really admire him. It's, like, it's crazy. It's like, well, COVID, Dex, COVID, but anyway. Fuck it. He's a, <laughs> he's a lot better than me. Sorry to say this. If I was a wrestler, I'm not going to hug random fans. I cannot do that. I don't know where you've been. I don't know the last time you washed your body. I yeah. cannot. They had FTR shirts on, you know. He made a decision. He was like, they're smart people. They have my shirt on. It's cool. He was hugging old. more than people who just had FTR shirts on, Joe. I've, on camera, like, he was specifically going to those people. After like, the was. show, though, he was, like, hugging lots of people. God bless. Was... Professional wrestling is back. Listen, if you agreed 40 minutes into a wrestling match to trade right hands and get actively cut over the eyebrow by Jay Briscoe right hook, then you'd be like, fuck it, I'm going to just hug these people. This is the time, you know? Very true, yeah. It was awesome. What a magical, magical, you know, match and moment. Wonderful stuff. All right. Uh, if I was give a rating, I would say a nine, personally. Period. Can we? Oh, that's unfortunate. I, next time, I'm, I'm fucking ready to just bring perfume and deodorant and just start handing it out to these people because what you know, the fuck is you doing, Brody? It's, it did smelled you see those, great. Did you see those chairs? Yes, absolutely. We're not talking about that. <laughs> you know, it's, it smelled great in the electric ballroom. Do you know that? Oh, Here in London. You, yeah, I gotta great. go to another show and it's gonna smell like ass there too. Great. Owned. It smells um, the worst at the meet and greet, by the way. <laughs> wow. Kicking the shit out of the hygiene of these poor professional wrestling fans. They don't take showers! That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, maybe they just don't want it bad enough. I don't know. To take did a shower? Like, did you like that, by the way? Folks, you know our famed late night grin uh, group chat? JCL shooting Oracle discussing the crowd. 
<laughs> and they were talking about how bad the crowd was, and I said, um, Samoa Joe was over, so maybe the other wrestlers just don't want it bad enough. And oh, I swear oh my to God. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I hit send, I like pump my fist, and then I came back, and Jay Shell put, they didn't even come up for Garcia versus you, and I put, well, it was an AEW crowd, so Garcia not being over tracks. And I locked my phone and was like, what a time to be alive. You know, just walking out of the electric ballroom after a five hour program. It was a great time, great time. Wasn't lashing out at all. Oh um, what rating would you give it, Jay Shell? Were you at? I'm at nine. I was at 8.5. Okay. Sorry, yeah. did I miss that? Miss what? Did you say that already and I missed it? Was I putting no, myself no, no, over? No. Oh, okay, no. good. Um, all right. Hell of a time. Now, there is some, some news here to tackle before we go. Oh, I'm not yeah. talking about Triple H. I'm talking about there's been a lot of controversy regarding a recent follow on the Late Night Grin account, some recent retweets on the Late Night Grin account, and potential allies of the Late Night Grin, but specifically you... Let's talk about Fight TV, Josh. We'll get into it. Yeah, so I would first like to acknowledge any claims of uh, misconduct between myself and Fight that have been posed against me as possibly stealing Joe Holbert's opportunity. Uh, I would like to first say that this is the first step in the partnership, and Joe can attest that I was protesting for the code to go onto the Late Night Grin page, but they asked me to put out my personal, and I simply obliged. So for the next time, it will be on the Late Night Grin page. You guys can still all enter the contest. It's not like you can't enter the contest. It closes at midnight. Yeah. If you want to watch uh, New Japan Music City Mayhem for free, uh, I'll be auctioning, the, well, finishing the contest at midnight. Um, so you guys can enter on my Twitter page if you want to. If you hate me, you hate me, and you can wait for the next show when Late Night Grin gets the code. <laughs> I'm going to end the competition now. Okay. What do I have to do? <laughs> Like and retweet, follow me and Fight TV, and reply or quote tweet with your favorite match or the match. So I'm not going to actually do any of that because, like, I don't want to win it. That feels like it'd be problematic. But I am going to retweet it because, like, you know, I want people to, uh, want people to watch this dang thing. This um, is a big part in our dynamic here, you know? If you're going to watch it for free anyway, just enter the contest so that I and the late night grin look good so that we can get the code for the late night grin so Joe can achieve this. So please factual. just go enter even if you don't want to watch the show or even if you're going to watch it illegally. Very factual. All right. Uh, oh, I can't tell you. No, he wasn't there. Well, it's wasn't the show not called Swerve's House? It was called like 24 7. Yeah. Everybody no one else see? was there to see Swerve, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's they're there to see progress. It was a really good show. Were you there to see Nick Wayne? He's really good. I was I was excited to see him. I'm actually very tempted to go to, um, I believe it's Sheffield. I believe I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I want to see Takeshita, but I don't know if I'll make the trip. Oh, it's a little shit. bit. Is that the yeah. Rev Pro? No, that's Rev Pro is where Pack worked on Saturday, but that, that was uh, I was at Progress. Okay. I know that. I, I just really know happy. that um, Rev Pro they did the show in Sheffield. That Pack one. Well, I was delighted because, you know, they did a big announcement. They said, we're going to come back to the electric ballroom. And I said to my okay. dad, I was like, this is a nice venue. We should come back here sometime. They said, we're going to have an international star on the show. And I said, oh, my God, maybe it'll be the Mad King, Eddie Kingston. Or maybe it will be. Are you um, working yourself into a shoot, Joe? Hold on. Hold on. I was like, maybe it'll be someone good, Papa. And then they, I looked at the screen and they flashed the graph and it said, Effie is coming to the electric ballroom on September. And I said, well, that'll be, I'll miss that one. That's okay. I can come back next time. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did see that. I saw that. Um, owned. Absolutely owned. It's not even that he's bad. It's just I'm not making a trip to see him wrestle. You know what isn't, I mean? like, he, aren't, isn't GCW going to be in Liverpool at the same time? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Who gives a there was some good talent on the progress show. I'm actually going to put a few people over tomorrow. I'm going to do it on the Burt. So I'll talk about that and I'll do some G1 catch up. But, um, SummerSlam weekend! Factual. Any final plugs and promotions, Jay Shell? Um, watch us on Thursday, J Show Appreciation Society. Very much. That's very exciting, right? Yes, first episode. Um, I should have a lot of cool interviews and stuff coming out soon. Um, I'll be at Dynamite this Wednesday. Uh, I'll probably do a meet and greet or whatever too, and see who's there. Probably whoever the female is. I will always do. Um, but we shall see. Um, maybe there will be some cool content coming out because I have talked to a few people. So we shall see what happens. There you go, folks. I'll be back in under three hours with the Oracle of Wrestling and Bobby O'Neill, who is back. He's not going to Raw tonight for reasons unknown to me. Um, that's not true. I know it, but it would be more fun to just say I don't know. So he's not on Raw, so instead he's going to join us. 
Andrew, cut it out. We are going to do Deciding the Decade, an exploration of SummerSlam's history. We're going to compare the 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Tomorrow, <laughs> the Burt is back, 10 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, we're going to do the SummerSlam preview. I don't know if you're going to be on that, Jay Show, if you know what's on the card. If not, I mean, whatever, but, you know, we're going to do a SummerSlam preview tomorrow. If you'd like to be there, you can. Sure. Um, Wednesday, I think, is pretty much empty. I'm going to do a double feature at the cinema. Oh, are you going to go see Nope? It's not out here yet. I'm, re- I'm oh, desperate. Oh, shit. I I'm forgot. Really I asked desperate. you about that before. Yeah, I'm going to do a double feature of some kind. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I'm going to do that on Wednesday. I saw it last night. Good? <laughs> Wait, what the fuck just happened to you? What's that? You did like four different faces there. What was that? That was me nicely saying no. Yeah, I don't, you don't strike me as a movie person, though. I do like movies, though. I like... Yeah, but like what kind of movies? Like... You know, I like thrillers. Like, I thought that I was actually going to like it. Like, I went in having, like, high expectations. I really enjoy Kiki Palmer, too. And But I think it was just a little bit confusing for me. I'm not giving any spoilers. But it is, nope, not for it, me. It's got great reviews, right? It, I'm probably yes. going to love it. You probably will like it. Um, my favorite movie of all time, Happy Death Day, any of the Purge movies, anything yeah. like that. Don't worry about it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you'll um, grow. It's fine, you'll grow. It's fine. You know what my favorite movie I saw this year was? Halloween Kills. Bob's Burgers. As I was saying. Um, you get what you get, I suppose. All right. <laughs> Folks, we'll see you tonight. 7 Eastern. Deciding the decade. Summer Fuck Slam. you if you think Happy Death Day sucks. Summer Slam edition. <laughs> we will see you there. The Oracle of Wrestling is back. Bobby Two Shoes is back. But in the meantime, enjoy this outro. All how.